that would set my liberation. Lord what started with a brick ended with a brick. Ooh, man. And that would be my journey. And that just was revealed to me right now man. on this podcast. <laughs> I never thought of that. Every hair on my body is standing up right now. That Thank what you, started, Jesus. God redeemed. Amen. Obliterating social norms and overrunning the cultural corrosion with righteous rhetoric and common sense. This is Overflow, the extended conversation covering life, today's newsbreakers, and the occasional banter with the most interesting members of the human species. Signaling from the conservative chasm of Central Valley, California, it's the outlaws your conscience warned you about. Let's welcome your hosts, Loto and Phil Bill. Retake again. Yeah. Rewind. Take two. Take three. Take four. No, seriously, man. We just wanted to say thank you all for joining us here at Overflow EXC, the extended conversation with the two outlaws your conscience warned you about, Loto and Philville. You know, we um we, we didn't drop that episode as as many of you know last week. You know, thank you all for being understanding. But by the time we got to the to an issue that we had to fix, we decided that you know what that show wasn't good enough for you guys, and we promised you early on. We would never put out trash, you know, not not to you guys. So, you know, hope, uh, thank you guys, thank you all for being patient with us. But we're definitely going to make it up to you because, yeah. man, we got we got a, a a few amazing shows. Philville, say hello to the folks. Hello, hey, you know, what? maybe there'll be some pirated version. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the the staff might release it behind her back, right? Like, I don't know some 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 things <laughs> like the Marvel pre release that was supposed to be pre release. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Overflow. But man, you know, nonetheless, bro, we got a whole lot to celebrate. A Praise whole lot, God. yes. Uh, something happened, right? Yes, I, I, I heard something happened. Yep. No, we've Amen. been waiting for this for a very long time. What is it, man? Thank you, folks. Thank you, family, man, for helping us out. You you helped us to, us to get there. We went 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 subscribers. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Let's cap it up. Let's cap it up. Okay, okay. Right on, Overflow City family. Good Thank you all for, for uh, helping Thank us. Thank you, Matt, for putting out the reels, man, and really putting uh, pushing it. And we want to thank Taniska for getting us over the the the, the finish line. Philville, yeah. hundred man, what does that mean, bro, to you? You get a mechanical mode, like okay, got to do this, got to do this, mm-hmm. got to do this. But when you sit back and just like realize one person listened to you, what are you? Let alone ten people. Yeah. And then what what we're seeing weekly and in, in the different for, formats, but. I'm very grateful. Very grateful. Thank you, everybody, for following us, supporting us in the beginning. Of, this is just the beginning of our journey. Yeah, and we appreciate everybody, every every person, every view. It, it does it does matter. It's just to reach people and and just to uh, reach you. It's amazing, right, bro? Yeah. You know, I just really thank God. You know, Philville, man, he's he's watching the numbers. You know, and all of that. You know, and and I, and I knew we were gonna get here. You know, you, you just you know when you do this enough, you know. It's just a matter of time, man. But I'm so glad that Phil Phil just kept putting in the work, man. But you know, producing all these reels, you know, and and the the snippets and all of that, you know. And and again, thank you, family. You know, and, and, because, you know, and we're gonna have more. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you helped us get there faster. You know, and, and now we're here. You know, you know, for me, the, the the numbers that are important are the ones that that that's a solid number. You can make data. You know, anyone that works with data, a data analyst, you can make data say whatever you wanted to say. You know, but this 100, man, this was a solid. This isn't us, 
you know, hey, man, you know, we're going to give you a brand new house if you, you know, go and subscribe, but we're going to get you a car or something like that. You know, so we thank you for the genuine 100 and we're going to go, you know, so so we're going to celebrate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But then we're going to get back to work because, again, it's thousands of subscribes, thousands more reached, you know, and our whole point, again, it's not just to get to the 100, not even just to get to the 1000. It's to get to just like Philville said, you and your loved ones. And those that you know that need some overflow in your life. So, man, I'm so I'm so excited, Philville. I'm even excited about this show, brother. Yes, a great lineup for today. Oh, we've been waiting for this for a very long time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get to that one, of course, we're going to be having some um, some great discussions of some things uh, personal. But some newsmakers and breakers have been hearing some great feedback. I I was gone over the weekend and and hearing that. Hey, you know, what you guys are talking about is what our, we're talking about at the art kitchen table or yes. what we're talking about driving my husband and I. And I'm like, great. Your husband I, I, and you? Praise God, brother. Really. <laughs> We've got a no, ministry for I that. I was talking to my <laughs> sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. But oh, it was. <laughs> God, okay. I set myself up that for that good. one. Okay. That's the intro, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> the intro right there, Matt. Remember, that's the intro, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but I do. <laughs> I can't stay away from that one. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, it's just the newsmakers and breakers. Yeah, we're yeah. here to talk about things that interest us because it impacts our family or just impacts. It's just interesting. Yeah, from that we say from the the news to the nonsense and everything in between. Yes. And then we're continue with the extended conversation. Today's yeah. extended conversation. The main topic is we have a special guest, and mm. that guest is. Alex Delgado. Yes. Yes. Very own Alex Delgado. Yes. Uh, from Teen Challenge. Amen. Youth pastor. Youth just, pastor. Yeah. Just a legend already yes. here in the Valley and the whole state. Praise God. And I, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to everybody just yeah. to, it was, it was a, a great conversation that uh, you had. And we just look forward to yeah. sharing that with everybody. I mean, we, we talked about everything, man, from, you know, uh, addiction, you know, to just uh, shoe game. You know, the, the boy's got a nice shoe game, man. How he met his wife. Ladies, yes, we're going to get the scoop. We're going to find out about the moment. You know, uh, yes. Mr. and Mrs. Delgado, you know, uh, realized that, that man, it was God's plan. You know, so, man, we, we talked about a lot of things and especially Team Challenge because we have an event coming up, Philville. Sorry, bro. I didn't mean to jump in. Oh, man, yeah. I, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm great. Excited, we're brother. excited. We're Amen. both excited. It just, it, I, there's some moments that tears are in my eyes and yeah. just, uh, so moments of of just like wow I didn't know that and yeah. then uh, but speaking of moments I know you've had some moments uh, somebody's been in town and some things happened to you personally yes. what's going on with you so so our, so our, uh, okay bro well man I have, I've been having an amazing week weekend man mom's in town bro mom's yeah. in town man yes. so you know me man I'm being spoiled you know Maria is as well. Because Maria doesn't have to lick the finger when mom's in town. You know, we she's always trying, but Maria gets in trouble. Uh, you're you getting know? all the meals, I bet. Yeah, all yeah, your face. You know, so Maria gets in trouble whenever she tries to do things because that's just how mom is, you know. Yeah. Um, so, man, I, I've been loving it, man. My auntie came with her, her twin sister. We got to celebrate their birthday. Uh, they they taught Matai how to make panqueques. There's Samoan round pancakes. How, 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 how do you say that? Boy, panqueques. You know, ah, so so it's a month for pancakes. Oh, you know? okay. Pancakes. But but instead of flapjacks, you know, we, we they're they're like balls, you know, and mm-hmm. they they're deep fried and yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, Matai uh made some pineapple ones, brother. That boy just started a whole new restaurant, man. I mean, it was amazing, <laughs> you know. So yeah, we had uh, mom in I'm town, hungry. man. Uh, you guys actually went to a places last week, bro. Yeah, uh, we went to uh, the greatest uh, place on earth, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It, it was fun. It was great because it was a family. family. Yeah, we That's had so our awesome, bro. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe, yes. uh, my 
my wife's brother uh, from Hawaii. He's been living in Hawaii for many years yeah. and we haven't seen him face to face in probably about six, seven years. Maybe yeah. I, I lose, lose track of time, mm-hmm. but uh, um, some family from the Vegas came down shout out to Ruben, Melissa and Aaron they, they came down and, and we just all met and met over there and spent some time together with, with in Hollywood. Now I got I got to center myself a little bit. I've been having mm-hmm. a little bit of condition, but it's been hard for me lately. Uh, it's personal, but hard for me to walk. Some some things going on with with my body, but age, uh, yeah, age. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It is age. But uh, something wrong with my feet. But I I was like, man, I don't want to be out in the heat. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Guess what? What I get to, I got to have a scooter again. I was driving around Disneyland, woo, just driving around. So everybody was all hot, but I, I need some more wind in my. So I was just, kidding, man, I didn't just driving around, just maneuvering. And he's like, man, you really know how to. Yeah, I could, I could fit there. I could do that. So I would wow. turn the lines. Yeah, I, well, yep. But I was, <laughs> I was me just having a blast. I yes. hope you drove around Mia. I, yeah, yeah, I got to have Mia. Uh, Good. Very, very safe. She wasn't. Good. She was, uh, had a. She was in the stroller a lot, but she was with me to distract her online. She'll play with that Aww. that horn, just press it yeah. and press it and press it. So I know it was annoying people online, but I don't I'd care. Ra- I rather was. have yeah. her. Yeah, Amen. it was Mia, and, and rather have that than her. Yes. Uh, just a fussy in line. Yeah, it Amen. was pretty hot, but it was Aww. great. And and um, I know for my family that's listening, uh, I it was just reminded me we were we were just sitting around the table in the hotel room, like, do we want to go to this restaurant? Go to this restaurant, but. It would. It just seemed to make sense because our our, our in laws little little elderly and mm. just stay stay there in the hotel. We had we oh, ordered, yeah. ordered out, but some stories came on and and uh, my strong Melissa was sharing about how oh. uh, they adopted their their son. Yes, and how they 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 knew it was him because he was like five or six years old. And mm-hmm. and are you my new mom? Are you my new family? And I just it touched my heart that like. Families come in different shapes and forms. And, you know, we waited many years for me to come out. But just to like, I'm so grateful for my family. Yeah. And, and my in-laws. And, Thank you. And, uh, I, and Aaron, you know, we adopted them. Just just great love. And I just great time being with family. And and I know that we missed last week in, in, in the podcast. But, you know, what? I just, I just, just great celebrating time with the family. Great yeah. time. Great time with uh, uh, at Disneyland. Thank you for asking. And you know what? There was a, I, an iconic moment. I say iconic moment, just kind of just mm. changed a little bit, is that we're walking to bath time and she, there's a little box to the side and it had like some uh, some some words on there. But we, I shared before, she's reading, you know, like black and elephant and just random words. But she's singing, she's saying and reading bigger words now. She read the word iconic. Oh. No, I'm not kidding. I, I can't do the voice. You said I was scary last week. Mm-hmm. But, uh, iconic you, and sweet. And I'm like, how is she learning all these big giant words? And she's two years old, but praise God. Uh, I just, just, just so ex- just excited about, about family time. Yeah. But I'm excited about today. We had to have a very special guest and Amen. a great time. Shout out, shout out to, to, to great parenting, bro. Yes. You know, and, 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 and grandparenting man, family and all that. And also Pamela white, you know, I'm just helping, you know, you know, I, you know, we, and, ah, and we don't do that yeah. enough, brother. Yes. We don't celebrate, you know, nannies or daycare center workers, you know, they're literally helping us raise our kids, aren't they? Yes. Uh, shout out to Pam White. Amen. She's been, she's been, uh, from the very beginning when, when Yummy went back to work after maternity leave. Yeah. She was there from, 
as a just a newborn and then till now she's just running around just saying all these words and she's yes. very creative just so just awesome so awesome i love it when she sends you guys pictures bro you know and just uh videos of ah. what she's doing man that's just amazing bro this this weekend man this weekend <laughs> yeah. was really cool man um I got to go up to the Pine Resort uh, at the uh, Bass Lake right here in California. One of the most nice. beautiful places that, that we nice. have here. You know, it's a gem here in the Central Valley, you know. Um, but, yeah, we went to the Pine Resort. We had a men's retreat over there. Pastor Paul Zavala and uh, Time of Destiny Church. Oh, amazing. You know, uh, where it was yeah. kind enough, man, to to yeah. let me be a part of that. So I got to speak to the man, brother. I mean, it was, it was. I really thank God, bro. I was only going to be there for um, a day and a half, but... Uh, by the time, man, I, I, God just moved so powerfully, bro. I, I had to call the wife and say, you know what? Uh, don't come pick me up. You know, I'm, I'm going to clear the schedule, man. I need to be yeah. here. And I'm so glad, bro. Got to hang out with just amazing brothers, man. You know, got to hang out, you know, with brothers that we haven't been able to hang out for a long time. You know, and then we got a visitor, bro. It's humongous bear, brother. I mean, that bear was humongous, bro. I don't even know how that bear got, you know, through the trees. I mean, it was a big old bear, you know, and and it was right at the door when we we're trying to go back to our cabins, you know, and it just stayed there. It was so hilarious, what? man. Yeah, really? it just stayed there, bro. And you know, it's so funny. So, you know, it's all a lot of men, right? You know, and from all over the state, you know, yeah. so I'm cracking. I'm thinking, like, man, all these are like gangbangers and former gangbangers. And this bear is telling you, hey, you know, this is my hood. Where you, you know, I don't care where you're from. Yeah. This is my spot, you know. So yeah. it was just, it was a blast, bro. You know, we saw life changed, you know, and all that. Uh, at know. first, I, I didn't know if you're talking about a, a real bear for the oh. beginning of the story, but then I'm like, oh, oh it's was, a real bear. It was a bear, bro. Well, I, I'll make sure that we put pictures up, man. And yeah, I'm seeing some you guys pictures right now. Know. We have it rolling. Yeah, you, got- you know, you know, if yeah. if, if if it's really big or, or 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 not, you know. But it was it was just funny, man. You yeah. had all the guys up there and, and just standing still and just looking at this bear, you know. So <laughs> I but, see Jeff Wu and Adam yep, Yes, a lot yep. of a lot of mighty men of God. They're just amen. You having a blast there oh, on the lake. Man. And I got to hang out with uh, Jack Miranda from LA, man. Just mm. that's incredible people, bro. So yeah. we're looking forward. It was called Shift Two. We're looking for the forward to the third shift next year, man. But again, Pastor Savala, man, I want to thank you, man, for allowing me just to be a small part of it, you know. And uh, and I'm just glad that that we were all just blessed, man. So that's that was last week for both of us, bro. And uh, we got this amazing show, bro. Oh yes, ready for the rest of the show. Now it's time for it's your First one up, we hit, she keeps on making news. I don't know if it's for the greatest news, but our very own VP, Kamala, 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 she said, she said it both ways, to be honest with you. Kamala and Kamala. Harris promises. Yeah, we're going to get prom- so many emails. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't counsel us. No, this Go is, ahead. I'm just having fun. Okay. Kamala Harris promises equity in her recovery resources. Wow. Not everybody starts out the same. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. She just said that and hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands, right, displaced throughout the state of Florida. Your thoughts? Obviously, that that's that's where my first thoughts go to is the people that are hurting. You know, just like you said, Phil. Well, yeah. The other thought is it's either we're gonna be racist or not. It's either we're gonna have some racism or no racism. Like there's not, 
you know, you can't you can't just keep hacking everybody with the racist hatch, you know, and, and, and then, you know, oh, wait, it is OK to be racist when we're deciding where to send the help, especially what a, these. It's amazing to me how they're starting to say these things out loud, you know, but yeah, the quiet part out loud. right? Yeah. It's either you're going to be racist or not racist. We can't play the, oh, it's okay to be racist if we're trying to hand out equity. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. And today there were several demonstrations of just that point. I wasn't sure. Was she talking about North Korea or South Korea? Korea was it just a gaffe or was she being I was trying to figure out if she knew what she was talking about yeah um I don't know if she's, <laughs> she understands the history here you know uh well, well my thing is I, I believe I heard her uh, that she said that she could see the closest she ever got to North Korea is you know what she saw <laughs> through binoculars you know yeah there's a picture right now on the screen that you could literally the closest she's been was the binoculars see North Korea yeah no 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 I'm I'm just I'm <laughs> It's interesting the media's response to this and their response to when Sarah Palin said that she could see Russia from her kitchen window, which I believe you actually could, you know, so. Yeah, she was, they made skits out of that SNL. Yeah, yeah, they really made fun of her about that. More of the same double standard narrative driving, you know, but man, we do have to pray for our vice president because these are, these are gas and, and. You know, whether it's a mistake or she didn't, these are troubling, you know, situations that, that we find ourselves in with having this kind of leadership. The gaps are, are, are making news because these are the people in power that are, are, are dictating how we live our life or how the policies are taking place. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, Immigrants uh, up north, we need them to pick the crops down here. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, Loda, what are your thoughts about how insensitive that was? Wasn't it? This is crazy. Again, like, are we going to be a, a little bit racist or a lot of bit racist or no racist? Like, the quiet part out this loud. This is so stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, the quiet part out loud. Like, oh my goodness, like, are you serious? Did she really just say that? You know, no, let's keep the immigrants here. You know, let's keep the cheap labor here. Again, this is the party that's supposed to, you know, supposedly fight for wages, you know, for, for the worker and all that. I'm your father. Oh, wait, that's not my Darth Vader impression. I can't do a Darth. That's way too low. Lodo, yes. Oh, there you go. Asthmatic impression there. Great impression. That was right on. Do it again. Yes, Darth Vader's is made. Darth Vader or the voice of Darth Vader. James Earl Jones retires from oh. voicing Darth Vader. What? Yeah, he's been since 1977. The great James Earl jo- Jones. Oh wow! Has struck fear into the hearts of moviegoers across the galaxy as the voice of famous Darth Vader that made the line, "I'm your father." Uh, how do you feel about that? He is now 91 years old. Do you know that? He has, he's been doing it that long. Oh, I mean, my God. 91 years, but he's 91 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where is that from again? Uh, that's the Smithsonian Magazine is just quoting that. There, It's all, it's everywhere, but he is, he is retiring. Now, his iconic Darth Vader voice will live on through an artificial intelligence program that can wow. learn his tones and inflections. 
so Darth Vader will live on, but as a recording, um, man, as AI, that's, that's kind of sad, man. But wow. I mean, what in, what an iconic voice, bro. I think everybody will, you know, I mean that all you hear and Luke, you know, I mean, everybody knows what that is, you know, that, you know, has access to a theater again. or TV. I want to hear you do it again. Luke, Luke. <laughs> okay <laughs> yes i got it all right it, you know speaking of entertainment and you know disney owns lucas films or has our theater but wait 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 you forgot what? okay go ahead go ahead you forgot another one which that's, one the, the, that's on their last uh, year yeah that's right phantom mm-hmm. of the opera for the long i don't know many decades running mm-hmm. now phantom of the opera the number one broadway show is yeah. now gonna be closing the curtain i'm i'm real sad about this just great memories of yeah. great music uh, i know in high school we went to go we went on a, i was part of the choir yes in high school yes we went to go see phantom of the opera we sang that all the time uh, yeah yeah it was a great memories thoughts little on phantom of the opera just just it's 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 sad you know but you gotta appreciate just like james jo- uh, james earl jones you know Got to appreciate this uh, again. Another icon, you know, their time, you know, is uh, as they do their final bow. Yeah. Got to appreciate them, man. Okay. Staying with entertainment. You know, I love going to the movies and I am a fan, as you could tell from this shelf right here of the the superhero franchises. And one of my favorite ones that uh, that we thought might have been the end when when uh the actor passed away for Black Panther. It's going to be coming out again November 11th. Hmm. So, so it's announced that, yes, his sister will be taking over the role as Black Panther. No, uh, his sister. Um, sister. Not, not biological sister. No. It's in the show, right? Yeah, oh, okay. I, so his sister from the screen will be taking over the role. And the trailer shows now all, all the different screenshots. And the poster on Marvel on Instagram, I saw that. Yeah. And they have her as the official Black Panther. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and and Marvel Little mentioned that I think the internet exploded during the weekend is uh that the Hugh Jackman is returning for Wolverine for one one last last time. Not the last, but the last last. That's crazy. That's man, I mean I'm man, definitely love me some Wolverine, you know, and uh yeah, we'll see if this was the last one because the last one was the last one. So yeah, this is, but this is cool, though, man. For all the fans, there's a lot. I mean, I hear different rumors of it, uh, just speculation that even Tony Spark, uh, Tony Spark, <laughs> I hear speculation that even Tony Stark might come in back. But that's, I'm sure he will. Maybe I'm sure two, yeah. two, three years. Yeah, that's it for. It's your news My name is Ron Brown. I have the privilege of inviting you to Arise United 2022 at the Big Fresno Fair. We are so excited to have Pastor Gary Wilkerson from World Challenge. Nick Vujicic has an inspiring message that he uh, will be presenting. And also we have Swoop Brown, an armed and faithful worship movement. Pastor Alex Delgado, what a powerful evangelist, will be sharing the word of God. And we're looking forward to a great time. You are invited. Come and bring a friend. Our theme this year for Arise is be a voice and not an echo. God has called us to be a voice crying in the wilderness of this world where people have lost and they have they can't find their way home. But through the gospel, 
of Jesus Christ. That is the roadmap to come home. And that's what will be happening at Arise this year. The gospel of Jesus Christ will be proclaimed with great power and demonstration and the power and praise of worship will go forth. Come and be a part of this exciting time. Arise United 2022. You can be the voice of invitation to a friend or loved one who doesn't know the Lord. Then they will hear the voice of God calling them home to his peace and presence at this powerful event. Make it an unforgettable day at the Big Fresno Fair. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We promised this uh, episode we'd bring a wonderful guest. And uh, I said I was going to make it up to y'all for last week. So, man, this is uh, this is the makeup. But seriously, I want to introduce a, a very um, special person to myself, a great friend. I call him my bestie. Uh, man, we got to know his family and, and all of that. I don't want to get into that, man, because I want to save all of that for, for the discussion. But, uh, man, this is truly a humbling honor that I get to introduce my brother, uh, Alex Delgado. Let's welcome in the, welcome into the house. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So, Alex, welcome to Overflow, bro. Uh, thank you for being here today. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. I thought you were going to keep going. I was no. just keep saying all great things. <laughs> I got used to it. Oh, but man. seriously, Alex, you know, um, you know, like uh, I shared at Juno Hall, man, you know, you're one that I would trust my family with. You know, I trust my wife and my kids with brother. I, I thank God for you, man. And, uh, you know, our, our relationship, you know, is it, definitely a very unique one, man. Yeah. But I, I want to talk about Alex Delgado today. Brother, can you kind of uh, just uh, um, just greet greet the the family, you know, our audience, and then and then give them, you know, your your official title with uh, this amazing position that has just dropped into your lap, brother. <laughs> Amen. Well, brother, thank you for having me. An mm -hmm. honor to be able to do life with you, to be able to serve Jesus with Amen. you, and uh, just be brothers. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, what do you call your podcast listeners? Do you have a name for them? It's our, it's uh, our extended family. Extended family. Are they loaders? <laughs> or, you know, we got leaners with Chad Beach. We got uh, this with that. Yeah. Drippers. All right. Yeah. 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 The overflow. Yeah. Oh, overflowers. Yeah. All right. So uh, what's up, overflow family? Uh, it's an honor to be here. Uh, the fact that I'm breathing is a miracle. <laughs> the fact that I get to serve Jesus is uh, a double miracle. Amen. So, um, Amen. Yeah, just look forward to seeing uh, who out there didn't tune on to this channel by accident. Come on. But that your your mom or your grandma didn't send you this on accident, but that this podcast uh, would penetrate your heart. And if I get to share anything that happened in my life for that to do so, yeah. uh, it's a privilege. Amen, brother. Amen. You know, um, Alex, man, I, I, I love your testimony, brother. And that's where I really want to get to. You know, yeah. I just... You know, your journey, you know, not not just to Christ, but even to America, bro. Yeah. Um, I just, man, there, there's so much I want to get into today, bro, because, you know, there, there, a lot of people know you. A lot of people know you, but they don't know a lot about you. Yeah. You know, they they think they do, <laughs> but there's so much more to you, man, that's been on the camera, you know, every Wednesday night, you know, yeah. or on that pulpit, you know, or, or on the stage behind the pulpit, you know? Yeah. And so I want to get into that. T tell me, um, tell me about little Alex, bro. Yeah, of course. It's, it's a wild journey. Mm -hmm. You know, in 1979, I was born and at six months old, uh, we came from Cuba. We're Cuban immigrants. Yes. Uh, actually Cuban refugees. 
1980, when Jimmy Carter opened up the Merrill Harbor, my family in search of the American dream, I actually have to backtrack a little there if we're really going to lay off some layers. My mother uh, was supposed to come 18 years earlier uh, to this country and was stuck because my grandmother had left and my mom was supposed to leave the next day. And somehow through the paperwork, government, and my biological grandfather, she was without her mother, Mm. stranded in Cuba way before I was ever born. So uh, when I was born, within six months of me born, my mom said, I have to give my life, uh, uh, my son, a chance at life. You know, Cuba is a very communist country, and I did not have that. I would have never had the opportunities I had in Cuba that I have here. Yeah. So we jumped on a boat. Um, me, my mom, my dad, my uh, great aunt, and my cousin, who was 17 years old, came to rescue us. Mm. And he came to do what his father started. So his father had started to bring the family out of Cuba a decade earlier. And then uh, he was assassinated in Colombia. And this Alex, his son, uh, said, I'm going to finish what my father started and came to get me. And um, by then, since my grandmother had already been here, she remarried and was raising a family in Chicago. There was a lot of crime in Miami. And my grandfather that I knew moved to Chicago and said, I I want better for my family. So they found the coldest place in the United States (laughs) (laughs) and said, I want better. Uh, Left the beaches of Miami for the, for the, the urban suburbs of, of Chicago. And, uh, you know, the same boat that brought me to this country was caught with 800 kilos of cocaine on it. My, my cousin would later on flee the country, uh, in Spain with a new identity, mm-hmm. new family, everything. And that was kind of what I idolized growing up was okay. this cousin of mine. And I found myself uh, at a very young age, my dad and mom divorced before I can remember and grew up without a father and my grandparents in Chicago in a, in a very violent uh, neighborhood where uh, the biggest gang in Chicago moved in across the street from us. Yeah. And I remember at four years old being on a tricycle Mm. and uh, hearing screeching tires. It was a Saturday afternoon. I can remember like it was yesterday hearing screeching tires. And I look and there's this big Cadillac. I'll never forget it. It had a convertible top with a, uh, with a blonde uh, gentleman driving and long hair. And uh, I see this cinder block just flying through the air and boom, just hits him in the back of the head and his head hits the steering wheel. And all I hear is and blood everywhere. And I don't even know if he was dead or not. And in that moment, you know, I, I, I share this story all up and down the state of California now. And um, thanks to you, even behind bars. But in that moment, my whole life changed. Yeah. Uh, For the first time in my life, I had a panic attack. Fear was introduced to me at four years old in such a traumatic way that it would change the trajectory of my life. I remember looking immediately after that happened to my mom down the thing and she's screaming, don't come home, don't come home, don't come home. And then boom, 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 boom. They're shooting at the other end. And in that moment, I feared for my life. 
I think they say that uh, one of the biggest fears in the world is public speaking. Second is being murdered. Yeah. I was paranoid mm. of being beaten to death from the age of four on. Anywhere I would go, I would have this fear. And what I didn't know is that at such an early age, I had a crutch that the enemy had a foothold in my life. So I would go through my teenage years and early, you know, teens, adolescence mm-hmm. with this fear. And then yeah. right around eight or nine years old, I found the antidote to that fear. Before you get to that. Yeah. Before you get to that, because man, this is such a powerful <laughs> beginning, bro. Yeah. I mean, I love hearing this story. Like you yeah. said, you share it all over, you know, yeah. the state, you know, nation, man, you're going into the, into the other nations, brother. You know, and, and and I'm blessed every single time I I hear about this story. But can, can, just real quick, I want you just to real briefly uh, uh, explain to everybody where you're at now. Like, what what is your your position right now, bro? Yeah, uh, I have the privilege of being the director of strategic initiatives for Teen Challenge. I'm not even sure I knew how to spell that when the <laughs> title came down. But um, what what does that even mean? Real quick, real so, quick. Basically, I'm also the director of evangelism. So I am an evangelist for Southern Mm -hmm. California Teen Challenge, and I get to build a bridge into new territories that we've never been before. Okay. Okay. Now, 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 let me stop you there. Yeah. The reason why I wanted to bring that up is because we have a lot of people who's hearing that, and they're about to hear what happened to you after when you found, like you said, the antidote to that fear. Yeah. And it's going to make no sense. It, it just it does not have like how does that kid who found his antidote? I know what everybody thinks that you know the antidote is, but they're yeah. about to be shocked, and and they're gonna be like, wait a minute, how did he end up becoming a what now? You know, yeah. for Teen Challenge, and we're gonna talk about Teen Challenge and all that. Yeah. You know, but I wanted to bring that up because there's there's a lot a lot of people that that's listening, and 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 they're they're that four year old Alex. Yeah, and 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 then we have youth who, who's about to hear how you found what you thought was the antidote. Right. Brother, let's go back to, to that, Alex. When when Alex found the antidote. Yeah. So the, the antidote that I found to fear was mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah. It was, it was exhilarating. I mean, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Some people say sin is not fun. It was fun. Mm. <laughs> it was more than Man. fun. Yeah. It was life changing. Yeah. As traumatic as the experience of fear was, Equally traumatic was the exhilaration that I found from alcohol. When I drank, I said, I want to feel like this for the rest of my life. Wow. I wasn't so concerned without me puking later on. Mm -hmm. That feeling that I got, that ultimate high, that exhilaration of being fearless. I was never fearless until I got alcohol. From the age of four, I was robbed of fear. Anxiety from the age of four. If I would get around people, I was socially anxiety. I was socially awkward. I speak in front of thousands now, (laughs) but I'm telling you, I couldn't be in a room with 10 people without having a panic attack. I mean, just heart pounding, hands sweating, about to pass out. So the exhilaration of alcohol removing that made it the ultimate for me. And I would go through my life. Little did I know that my identity was being formed in a substance. I would need a substance to overcome fear. Then I would need a substance for social normality. Then I would need a substance for this. So everywhere I would go, I would find a substance in order to overcome whatever the room needed me to be. And 
I had no idea that I was losing any part of myself I ever even knew wow. to a substance. And what I want my our overflow podcasters to listen to today is that this testimony that I'm about to share with you mm -hmm. is not one of a gangster. Come on. It's not one of a hardened criminal. It's not even one of a drug addict. It's one of a fatherless boy wow. who was literally shown a violence that he could not overcome and lost any direction in his life and went down a rabbit hole trying to search for a fatherly figure and trying to search to be something that I was never created to be. Oh you know, you a lot of people see the tattoos, see the outward experience, see that I was an urban pastor and they tie that to, oh, he was a gangster. I was not a gangster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what I was was a scared boy who didn't know how to act. And I use my outlet through all these things. So I would go through high school and, and school, Lodo, only yes. concerned with what others thought of me. Wow, and then when I drank, I could make them think of me through the lens that I wish I was. Mm. So I wanted to be a tough guy because what happened was I ended up hating fear. So when I got fearful, I hated myself Yeah, because I carried this fear. So I thought I was a coward. I thought I wasn't good enough. I was wow. self dependent, mm. just beating myself up, looking in the mirror like you're a sissy. You're not a thug. You're not this. You need to be all this stuff. So then I would drink and try to be that stuff. And under the influence of alcohol or drugs, I could do these crimes or do and act a certain way, talk a certain way. But then I would wake up with the panic of that's not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I'm in a vicious cycle of hating myself other than when I'm drinking. Yeah. And then you lose control. Yes. Yeah. So that little show lasted throughout high school. What like God's always had his hand on my life. I'm going to flip your theology all over. Even when I was an enemy of God, he blessed me. My goodness. Yes, <laughs> all yeah. right. If you don't believe that, read the Bible. God blesses whom he wants. Yep, yep. <laughs> Doesn't say whom he serves him really, really well. I was an enemy of God, yet he would put me in places like Joseph. Here I am, 17 years old, an immigrant to this country, a refugee with parents that speak broken English and fatherless, have no business succeeding in this world. I should be a statistic in the prison mm -hmm. institution, but yet I'm dropped on Wall Street and I'm uh, surrounded by millionaires and I'm making more money at the age of 18 than anybody in my home. <laughs> Gosh, man. And, and now my pursuit is changing. All of a sudden, it's money equals success, money mm -hmm. equals power, money equals lack of anxiety. But then this crutch of not knowing who I am other than a substance collide. Yeah. So yeah. now during this collision, yes. I find myself in pursuit of everything materialistic and only being able to be under the influence. And that exploded. It was like a nuclear bomb going off to where I would go to dark levels that I could never imagine on earth, Lodo. Man, bro. I'm pretty sure when before you saw the brick flying in the air, but you're still on that bike before you saw any of that. I'm pretty sure it was not your dream to grow to be some addict. No, it was not. And Lodo, Holy Spirit, if you're a listener right now, is all over this conversation. Man, I, I was just revealed something about my life that I have not known till this moment right now. I'm almost in tears right now. 
So we're going to fast forward the story. Yes, I was a junkie. Yes, I was a homeless heroin addict. IV user would steal bottles of vodka to go commit crimes all day to be Mm -hmm. able to keep my my three-week homeless run in Indianapolis. Don't get it twisted. I wasn't homeless forever, but it was 20 below zero when I was homeless, so it was not (laughs) easy. (laughs) That's like at least three years equivalent to California homeless. (laughs) But- do you know that my liberation, I found myself suicidal in Las Vegas on a last run. Damn, bro. And my mom called me and said, son, you've tried everything in this world. Yeah. You need Jesus. If you're a praying mama out there, I want to give yes. you hope. Yes. I wouldn't be here without my mama. My mm. mama raised me right. My mama prayed for me. My mama done everything and continues to this day. Yeah. She made the lack for the gap of no father. Come on. She did that. Come on. My mother took on both roles that she was never intended to do, and she Man. would gladly do it again to have the son and now forget the son, the grandchildren <laughs> yeah. that she now has. We'll get to the Amen. tribe of Delgados here. We we're, love you, Sister Maria. Yeah. Amen. I love you, mother. Amen. But wouldn't you know that I am in Las Vegas, Nevada, completely suicidal on a run, just about to die mm. at a bar, drinking, living with a prostitute, and then a pimp comes. It, it Tragic, crazy yeah. story. Yeah. And three months earlier, Do you know that I parked in a parking lot with 300 cars in it at the stock market where I was working? And do you know what fell off of a building and landed on my car? What? A brick. Jeez, bro. The same brick. Oh, my God. That started this with fear (laughs) at four years old. You fast forward 30 years, a brick falls off of a a building in Chicago and out of 300 cars lands on my car. And my mom did not have the finances to pay Mm -hmm. for me to come home from Vegas so that teen challenge can pick me up from the airport. That brick fell on my car and that that construction company knocked on my mom's door while I was in Las Vegas waiting without money when nobody would pay for a flight and handed her a check for the exact amount that would set my liberation. What started with a brick ended with a brick. And that would be my journey and that just was revealed to me right now on this podcast (laughs) i never thought of that every hair on my body is standing up right now that what started god redeemed amen with the same enemy what the what the enemy meant for bad come on god redeemed yes yes uh so let me say something bro i already know i already know there's people that's gonna be saved by the end of this podcast I, I already know people are going to meet Jesus through this podcast, brother. So, man, I, you know, what, what you're saying, sharing it just it confirms that even more, you know. So, man, brother, just speak freely, bro, because, man, the Holy Spirit is moving. God is doing something. You got you got mothers that sending this, this, you know, this this uh, this podcast to their kids right now. Yeah. Matter of fact, you got kids that sending this to their parents right now, Amen. parents that they haven't seen for weeks, you know. So, so, brother, man, I, I man, I love celebrating this moment, man, and that's that's what happens right here on Overflow EXC, the extended conversations with the two outlaws. You know, we got Philip uh, working our cam Amen. until our boy gets here, but man, I, I really want to, um, you know, dig into more, bro, because. I mean, you're already throwing bombshells out there, bro. And we haven't even nicked the surface yet, you know? I mean, you said something earlier that... Powerful. For those of you that don't think that God will bless your enemies, brother, the thing thing about your story, bro, that just hits me all the time is that, 
you, 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 your words came after you got saved, bro. But I, I don't want to get yeah. real quick. I, I want to walk through this, through yeah. this, bro, because you've got a lot of life, brother, that I want to share with everybody. Yeah. You know, so, so man, you know, going back to, 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 to really finding a lot of money, bro, what happens from there, you know, you talked about being in Vegas, but I think it's important, bro, for you to talk about that journey. Yeah, of course. At 17 years old, I walked on the trading floor of the Chicago Mercantile mm -hmm. Exchange and you want to talk about an ultimate high. It was like a rush yeah. of adrenaline watching what would look like modern day Greek gods mm -hmm. jumping in a pit, screaming up and down, making hundreds of thousands of dollars in a day. Not not like a year in a day, yeah. you know, Super Bowl pools that are a million dollars. I mean, just the amount of ego and power and uh, the nightclubs and the strip clubs and all this stuff. It was like, that's why I came to this country because it was instilled in me at a very young age that we didn't come to this country to fail. See, a, a Cuban refugee doesn't come here to like get some money and go back to Cuba. We're here. <laughs> like yes, we ain't yes. going. We're we're thankful. Let me tell you, if you want to talk bad about America, come I on. kiss the ground America Man, walks on. I'm thankful to be somewhere mm. where I'm free. I'm thankful yeah. that I can preach the gospel anywhere I want. I'm thankful that if I choose, I can start a business tomorrow. I'm thankful that there's nothing that I cannot do in this country. Amen. So that was instilled in me at a very young age. So when I combine that with the soul searching of why am I created? Yeah. I was longing. My spirit was longing for purpose. When, when did you realize that, bro? Well, mm -hmm. now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But was there those times where you did wonder, like, what is this all about? Or did that come later? It, later. Okay, uh, okay, for okay, me, okay. I was completely veiled. There, yes. there was, I grew up Catholic. I went to church. I was an altar boy. We drank the wine behind the priest's quarters. Uh, there was yeah. absolutely no hand of God touching yeah. me. I, I knew that my mom prayed for me. She had every Catholic candle in mm -hmm. the, in the yeah. world lit. I knew that there was, there's God. We had this crazy uncle who threw out his TV in the eighties. Cause some guy, David Wilkerson told him to, wow. we, we didn't even like going to their parties because Man. they were like weird in this whole religious thing. <laughs> like, Hey bro, you're yeah. taking this a little too serious. Wow. You're at church for like five hours. Ain't nobody got time for mm. that. We go to church three times a year tops or if somebody dies. Yeah. So there was never a void of like, Oh, I need more spirit. Okay. It was, I need more stuff, okay. more purpose. I bought into the American dream being money, yeah. not spirituality yes, or faith. So for me, it was, I never knew what I was missing till I found it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? So, yeah. And, and even that transition was very difficult, which is big part of my story. When you said it, it had to get worse before better. So we leave Las Vegas. I get in this teen challenge uh, van that they pick me up mm -hmm. with a coffee cup full of alcohol. Yeah. And uh, they don't even know I'm drinking the whole way there. And then they have to drop me off at a hospital where I would medically need to be detoxed because of the amounts of alcohol and drugs. The, the guy came in and he's like, is there a drug you haven't taken? Because, yeah, you know, yeah. I took the drug test. It's just... Well, well, how much yeah. how much drugs did you have on your way to Vegas? Oh yeah, I I took fifty Norco Vicodins mm -hmm. at one shot and jumped on a plane. Yeah. I thought it would kill me. Started withdraw about a day later. Yeah. Uh, so it was just an unsurmountable amount of drugs were mm. going into my system. Leading up to this, my stomach would shut down because my muscles would get so high they couldn't. Uh, I couldn't urinate. I would need a catheter in my twenties to urinate. Yeah, uh, yeah, on my own. 
Yeah. I couldn't. I went to the thing. I had almost two liters backed up in me by the time they put the catheter inside me. There's like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, a 20 something year old should not have to deal with this. Um, so I get the yeah. teen challenge and I thought it was a cult. You know, I was like, <laughs> there's people raising their hands. I never seen anyone raise their hand for worship before. Uh, that was a big deal to me. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, it, it was hard to explain people praying in the spirit. Yeah. People speaking in tongues. I was like, what on earth mm. is that? So it really had no con no background of church yeah. whatsoever. But I did see something in the directors that were there. They were genuinely happy and genuinely wanted to help people. Wow. And, and I was like, why? Yeah. Why? I didn't understand wanting to help someone for nothing. Mm. I didn't understand serving. I, I didn't grow up in a culture i mean we were we love our family we serve our family but just to serve anyone yeah for absolutely no reason and nothing to gain was Jeez. foreign to me and i said well you know and i remember my grandfather was kind of about to die uh it was towards the end of his life and i remember breaking down drunk out of my mind uh one time just saying hey promise me you'll live you got to see me do right you got to see me do right and we and you know i I gave my life to the Lord on December 30th, 2010. Thank you, God. Uh, a man got up. They took us to a conference yes. where I truly thought everybody was on drugs. Uh, <laughs> it was the International House of Prayer Conference mm -hmm. in Kansas City. Uh, there's 50,000 people in the room. They're flopping around like fishes at the front. I'm like, this is nuts. Uh, and about three days in, I I start to say, man, if, if, you're, God, if you're real, God, you have to like show me. And this man gets up and begins to preach a sermon. He says, godlessness in the last days, they will be lovers of money, yeah. boastful, proud, disobedient to their parents, the type of men who creep into women's bed loaded with sin. And I was like, man, he's talking about me. In that moment, that Kairos moment, that opportune time where all eternity was waiting for this moment for me, something clicked. If you're a listener, that may happen to you right now on this podcast, but there's there's the moment that yeah. you have to remember for eternity, because if you're truly born again, it's a moment <laughs> yes. and it's a very holy moment and yeah. it's a very defining moment yeah. where in that moment, everything changes. Even if your physical hasn't caught up yet to it, spiritually, everything in that moment has to change. And you go from life to death and they they did an altar call. I didn't know how to get saved, brother. Nobody called me, walked me through some uh repent one, yeah. two, three, or I, I didn't I didn't have a clue. But I hit my knees and I could not stop crying. I said, remove my addiction, remove my addiction, remove my addiction, remove my addiction over and over and over and over again. Gosh. And I got up and I was a different man. I mm. uh another teen challenge staff kind of walked me through what had happened. The next day I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, game over. Yeah, that was it. Thank you, God. That was the power that God knew I couldn't even go 24 hours of Christianity without. Amen. <laughs> he Amen. knew that I needed something. Yes. Yeah. Now, 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 I want to go back just a little bit. Yes. You said that you didn't even know how to get saved. Yeah. There's people right now, you know, Alex, and we take this thing so seriously. We don't even know if they're going to make it to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think right now is a good time to let them know how do you get saved, brother? Yeah. yeah. 
if you're a listener right now and and you re, you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit telling you that it this is your day, this is your Kairos moment, yes. the opportune time that you are going to give your heart and soul to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. The Bible's real simple. Here's the greatest news on earth. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter what you're doing right now. You may be at a table right now full of drugs, crying, listening to this. I just had a prophetic vision of somebody at a table right now Mm. full of drugs. This is for you. Mm. If you call upon Jesus, you shall be saved. It says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe it in your heart, the kingdom of God will save you. Jesus died on a cross for that moment that you shall be saved by the blood of Jesus that created a new covenant, which means we get access to him now. And then you'll get some power to go flush those drugs that are on that table too, right after this prayer. Amen. So we can pray right now, brother. Do you want to lead them? Go ahead, brother. Lead them. Repeat this simple prayer. If you believe it, the confession of your mouth shall save you. If you believe it in your heart. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I ask you to save me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. I believe that in my heart. Forgive me, Father. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. (laughs) Welcome to the family of Jesus. You're sitting there all tore up right now, crying. You don't know what's going on. Welcome. That's called the presence of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. That's 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 how we do it right here on Overflow EXT, man. These things you're supposed to lead to the end of everything, but nah, man. We don't, you know, it's so crucial, man. We, you know, the tomorrow's promise to no man. Yeah. You know, and we don't know if you're going to make it to the end of the show, but man, I, there's thousands of angels in heaven right now, Alex. Amen. Just going bonkers right now because God's baby boy or baby girl came home today. Alex's story, I guess the word comes to mind is powerful, but it's even bigger than that because it, he's, it sounds like a movie. Yeah. The things that he's gone through from yeah. his family from Cuba to making it to the States. And the the story of his addiction and his his road to his journey and accepting Christ. Amen. And I was bringing tears to my eyes when I was behind the camera, just like, man, yeah, great story. And and I'm I'm glad that our audience got to hear that. Absolutely, Phil. I couldn't wait for everybody to meet my brother. You know, our brother. You know, it's uh, I mean, just a just a just a story of redemption and. And brokenness, you know, and healing, you know. I loved when he talked about surrendering and, and so much to his story, man. Um, the the thing I, I appreciate most about Alex, man, is just his tender heartedness. You know, the Bible says, you know, Colossians uh, three twelve, you know, put on therefore tender kind, uh, tender kind, uh, tender hearted mercies. And this guy's definitely got it, man. I mean, this guy, I, there's no broken life he can just walk by without just bawling over and crying over. You know, he's so passionate you know, about the lost, you know, so passionate about the broken and he's on fire, you know, for team challenge, man. And they're so, they're, they're, they're blessed ministry. But what I love about his relationship with team challenge, bro, is that man, this is, you know, him serving there now is his way of giving back because this ministry God has used to give him so much, bro. He met his beautiful wife there, bro. 
Yeah. You know, so yes, awesome, awesome, awesome interview, man. And his ministry continues even here locally. There's a big event happening. He was talking about yep. our, the Arise Conference at the Big Fresno Fair. That's going to be a powerful event, the Arise Conference at the Big Fresno Fair. But we want to say again, thank you for joining us and being part of today's episode of Overflow EXT podcast. And we want to say we'll see you next week to continue the extended conversation. And also too, we'll see you. Hey man, I want to thank you, Alex, again. And uh, remember, you guys, 1,000 subscribers to subscribe, thousands more reached. See you next week. Lord bless. Love you. You've been listening to Overflow, the extended conversation, obliterating social norms, and overrunning the cultural corrosion with righteous rhetoric and common sense. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media at Overflow EXT. Lord bless, and we'll see you next time on Overflow. The extended conversation.